Ready to get better at poker? Let's level up. I'm Mike Brady, and you already know who I've got on the line. It's Poker Pro Gary Blackwood. What's up, everyone? Today we're discussing monotone boards, i.e. boards that are all the same suit, how we want to construct our range, how different types of boards change the way that we play. We're going to break it down over the next 15 to 20 minutes. Indeed, hopefully we can stay within that 15 to 20 and don't make a liar out of you. So monotone <laughs> boards was a topic requested by one of our listeners. If you have a topic request for the show, by the way, tweet it out with the hashtag UPLevelUp and be sure to tag us. I'm at MBradyCF and Gary is at GazzyB1233. If you're watching on YouTube, you can also just comment below the video with your suggestion. Anyway, we're going to hone in on how to play the flop when the dealer fans a monotone board. We'll start by talking about how your c-betting strategy should look in single raised pots, then we'll switch sides and cover how to play versus a c-bet. We'll wrap it up by talking about how to play monotone boards in 3-bet pots. So all monotone boards are not the same. Obviously an ace-king-9 all-spade flop shouldn't be played exactly the same as a 7-4-2 all-spade flop, for example. But there are some really solid rules of thumb for playing monotone flops when you've raised preflop and the big blind has called. Gary, what are those general rules for monotone flops? Okay, so firstly, you want to virtually always use small bets on monotone boards. There are, of course, some exceptions to the rule, but they're so few and far between that you can simplify your strategy. Anytime the flop is all of the same suit, you want to use a small bet size. That can be 25%, 30%, 33%. You want to use a smaller size when c-betting on monotone boards. Anytime that you're c-betting in poker and the board can change drastically on the next straight, you're going to favor a smaller bet size as opposed to you know, a half pot size or a 66% bet size. Quick example, if you three bet big blind versus small blind, if the board is 7-4 deuce, you actually like using a half pot c-bet size, but if the board is 7-4-3, you like using one third. So generally, when the board can change on the next straight quite drastically, you tend to favor using a smaller c-bet size to kind of control the size of the pot. Monotone boards are no different. The board can change so much on the turn. The board can pair, another spade can roll off. Lots of bad turns, so generally you're going to favor using a smaller bet size. Another really important thing to consider is the position that you're in and the texture of the board. For example, if you open under the gun or in the hijack and the big blind calls and the flop comes down ace-king-nine, all of the same suits, as we've said, you actually don't have that many flushes in your range and the big blind has got heaps of them, all of the 6-4 suited, the queen do suited, all those types of hands. And we're going to break down why that fact is important and how to adjust your strategy accordingly. On the flip side, if you 3-bet button versus cutoff and the flop is ace-king-3-all-hearts, for example, sure, you don't have too many flop flushes there yourself because obviously a lot of your 3-bet ranges like king-queen suited, king-jack suited, ace-10 suited, ace-5 suited, but your opponent doesn't have that many either. So you've got to really factor in both your own range and your opponent's range and how it's constructed and how that changes based on the texture of the board. Lots of really intricate details like that and understanding how your range is constructed is really important here. Yeah, to kind of reiterate like what Gary's saying about these high boards in particular, it's kind of similar what we were talking about in our last episode where the board kind of blocks a huge portion of the range that would allow you to have a strong hand. So, you know, for example, using that under the gun example that Gary had, you raise under the gun, you're going to be doing that when it comes to your suited hands with, you know, a lot of ace X suited, a good amount of king X suited, like king nine suited and better, maybe even king eight. And then you'll have some non ace and king high suited hands, you know, queen 10 suited, you know, jack 10 suited, seven, eight suited, sure. But there's not so, so many of those. So when the flop does come ace king nine, 
there's just not that many flushes that you can have because the ace and the king are out there. So the board sort of blocks your range from having those flushes, whereas the big blind, who's just calling your raise and can have all this sort of random suited stuff, like 8-5 suited and stuff like that, they have a ton of flushes, and that's going to matter a lot. So I just wanted to reiterate that because it's a key, key thing to understand, and it's really important you internalize that before we move on. So anyway, let's compare a couple of monotone flops that are on different ends of the spectrum. Take that Ace-King-9 versus 7-4-2. Gary, can you walk our listeners through the difference between your strategy on these flops? Okay, so a lot of us listening might think that we bet really wide on Ace-King-9 compared to something like 7-4-2. And the reason for that thought process would be that, you know, an Ace-King-9 is a really good board for us because we've got top pair, top two pairs, sets. But that's only a small part of the story on these monotone boards. A really important factor to consider is the nut advantage, particularly in spots where ranges are more narrow. So if you open an MP and the big blind defends and the flop is ace-king-9 all hearts, sure you have aces, kings, ace-king, but those hands are not the nuts on a board like this. You don't open queen-deuce of hearts, but the big blind defends it. You don't open jack-four of hearts, but the big blind defends it. You don't open seven-five of hearts, eight-six of hearts, six-three of hearts, all those types of hands that the big blind has in their range. The nut advantage seriously reduces the c-bet frequency on this board. And a quick fun fact, the big blind is actually supposed to, in theory, donk out here 25% of the time. Even though MP's equity on a board like this is almost 60%, let that sink in. The big blind, in theory, is supposed to donk into a range that has 60% equity. And that fact shows just how important and just how much we need to think about the nut advantage because of how much it affects our strategy. In terms of how much we want to see bet on a board like this, not that often. Even though we've got such an equity advantage, the nut disadvantage drastically decreases how often we're allowed to see bet on a board like this. On the flip side, a board like 7-4 Deuce All Hearts is actually a board that we get to bet really wide on, despite our equity going from 60% on the previous board to only 55% here. And again, if you think about it, on Ace-King-9 All Hearts, we don't have Ace-Queen of Hearts and you know King-Jack of Hearts and 9-8 of Hearts. But on the flip side, on 7-4 Deuce, our opponent no longer has 7-5 of Hearts, 7-6 of Hearts, Queen-4 of Hearts, all those types of hands. So the nut advantage doesn't become as vigorous for the big blind and we get to see bet really wide on this board 80 percent of the time if you were to make this board rainbow you'd probably be see betting here something like 45 to 50 percent of the time so again that shows a drastic increase in our see bet frequency based on the nut advantage and the nut advantage alone in terms of how we construct our range on 7-4 deuce as mentioned our global frequency i.e how often our range gets to bet is really high and we get to be way more liberal with our air combos. So on 7-4 deuce, all hearts, we get to see bet really wide with queen 10 of clubs. We get to see bet really wide with 10-9 suited, jack 10 suited, all those types of hands that have not flopped the flush and haven't really flopped that much equity because one, we hold the nut advantage here and two, our global frequency is high and our range supports that really wide see bet frequency. On the flip side, ace, king, nine, all hearts, our global frequency, as mentioned, really low, betting 25 to 30% of the time here. So we can't bet our air balls as liberally. We've got to be much more selective with our bluff combos. And we're going to choose hands like Queen Jack, Queen 10 with a heart, all those types of hands that have got a little bit of equity. Even a hand like Queen Jack of Spades with a gut shot, that's going to make it in sometimes. But a hand like 6-5 of diamonds is just never going to be a C-bet here. This doesn't change too much button versus big blind. However, we can't bet as relentlessly on 7-4 deuce heart, heart, heart. And the reason for this is that when the ranges get wider, we don't have as much of an equity advantage. And therefore, we can't bet 80% of the time here, button versus big blind. 
our CBET frequency is around about 55%. And this is because our equity drops to 52%. So there's a lot of info straight out the bat there today. But remember two things. One, when the ranges get wider, i.e. button versus big blinds, overall, we tend to see bet less frequently compared to, you know, MP versus big blind, for example. And two, if we think about the nut advantage and how it changes based on positions and our opening ranges and how the board is constructed, we get a really nice insight into how we play our strategy. Yeah, that's good stuff. I would not blame our listeners for needing to hit the 15 second back button a few times because <laughs> that was a lot of dense info, but really valuable info. So if you missed any, go back. It's free. Listen to it again. Make sure you internalize it. Really great stuff. I think it's time to switch sides and talk about playing as the big blind now against a C-bet. How are you building your check raising and check calling ranges on monotone flops? And let's kind of assume that our listeners are not implementing a really robust leading strategy like you kind of alluded to earlier, because I think most people don't, and it's, it's obviously quite hard to implement. So assuming you do pretty much check your whole range, how are you building that check raising and check calling strategy? I just want to quickly say I've played mid-stakes for about three years now, and I've never seen anyone lead out on ace-king-9. So if anyone's out there thinking that they should be leading, you're not alone. All the mid-stakes and high-stakes regs are really struggling to find the, the 25 to 30% lead on ace-king-9. So we'll focus on big blind versus button here, because even though I could talk about monotone boards for hours and hours, I'm sure you guys don't want to hear it. Our check-raising range is really quite tight on 7-3-deuce-rainbow, for example. We have lots of nice you know, 8-6 suited with a bunch of backdoor draws. We get to be a little liberal with that. On 7-3 deuce mono, not so much. Bluffs are going to be hands like ace-5 with the ace of hearts, ace-10 with the ace of hearts, maybe the odd king-queen with a king of hearts, those types of hands. Really low frequency and really easy to work out. And our value will actually play a little more passively than you might think. The reason for this is that if you've got a hand like 10-6 of hearts here, there are a lot of really bad turns. And also the button has way more like ace-8 with the ace of heart type hands that can call your check raise. So we've got to play really quite reserved overall on these monotone boards from the big blind. It just sucks to be out of position on a board that can change so much. So we kind of want to wait until the board is safer to start piling the money in. Our check calling range is very easy to work out. We have no king nine of club type floats, just really ABC flush draw and pair heavy check calls here. One of the great things about having a really narrow check raising range is it's really easy to work out what it is. Last week, Mike and I spoke about 10-10 douche rainbow, and it's a nightmare to find a 27% check raise on that board. But when you're check raising five or 6%, it's really easy to work out what it is. You've got really strong hands like, you know, nut flushes with the weakest kickers, and your bluffs are really easy to work out. Very, very equity driven. Yeah, I almost feel like our listeners are probably playing that way on monotone boards intuitively, right? Like you really just build around the nuts and the nut draws slash nut blockers. So 732 mono, you're check raising for value with like king high flushes, ace high flushes, maybe some queen high flushes. You're check raising as a bluff with the ace of hearts and the king of hearts and maybe the queen of hearts once in a while. Like pretty simple stuff, not getting in there with like backdoor straight draws or anything like that because they're just not that valuable on a monotone board. When the flop comes monotone, we're playing a flush game. That's what we're building everything around, you know, barring the board pairing on the turn, then things change in an interesting way. All right, so anyway, we've been hyper-focused on single race pots so far, but I want to give our listeners a taste of three-bet pot strategy too. Suppose you three-bet in position button versus cutoff. Your opponent calls, and you see three cards of the same suit fall on the flop. When the cutoff checks, how are you approaching your C-bet strategy as that button three-better? So once again, C-betting for a small size, 25%, 33%. Some of us might even feel comfortable enough using a 20% C-bet size. 
as long as we're not using 50 or 66 or 75%. In general, we want to use smaller CBET sizes because the board can change so much that we want to just kind of control the size of the pot in a way. So in terms of the boards that we want to bet less on, the lower boards like 7, 4, 3, 8, 5 deuce get bet less frequently, but we still bet really wide on jack high, queen high, king high, and most ace high boards. This is actually very similar to how you play rainbow and flush draw boards uh, in terms of three bet pots. It's actually a really similar strategy. You tend to bet less on, you know, 7, 4, 3, heart, 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 and 8, 5, deuce, heart, heart, heart. But, you know, King Jack 5, heart, 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 you still get to continue to bet really wide. These boards are really good for us. We've got a lot of equity. And also we have the nut advantage here. Remember, sure, we three bet, you know, say the flop comes down, ace, queen, five. We three bet, you know, ace, four suited and ace, eight suited and, you know, queen, jack suited and all those types of hands. So we don't have a ton of the nutted combos. But our opponent no longer has 8-6 suited. You know, they're not always calling a hand like 7-6 suited. So the nut advantage starts to become a little more in favor of us. And you've got to factor in as well that the cutoffs for bet range is going to be hands like King-10 of hearts. Sometimes Queen-Jack of hearts, Queen-10 of hearts, all those types of suited broadways. So the nut advantage is more in favor for us. And then when you factor in that equity advantage, you want to be c-betting really wide on these boards. There's one more thing I want to talk about, and that's something we call a willingness to get it in. Um... 7-3 deuce heart 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 in a single race pot if you're willing to get it you know there's four big blinds in there and you've got pocket deuces you don't want to get in the, your other 98 big blinds whereas in a three bet pot if you've got king jack on king jack five or if you've got pocket nines on queen nine four you should be much more willing to get it in and you'll actually see the solver very clearly jump from you know single race pots higher aggressively it plays a set on a monotone board to three bet pots plays it much more aggressively and then if you look at four bet pots it's just so happy to get in a set in a three bet or a four bet pot. So we really got to factor in the stack to pot ratio. It's kind of like playing a tournament in a way. When this SPR gets lower, you're much more willing to get it in with, you know, a set as opposed to a single raise pot. There's four big blinds in there. You don't want to get the other 98 in with pocket deuces on that type of board. Yeah, assuming it's monotone, of course. You're not yeah, you're not absolutely. rifling in the money, right? Exactly. Yeah, it really seems like the main takeaway that, you know, our listeners should should leave this podcast with is like really think about how many suited hands are in your opponent's range given the preflop action and then kind of build your strategy largely driven by that right so mm -hmm. in this three bet pot they have some suited hands but they don't have all these junky ones that like the big blind had so you do end up getting to see bet more especially on those higher boards so mm -hmm. really really think how robust is my opponent's range when it comes to suited hands are they calling with all the suited hands given the preflop action or are they kind of just calling with the with the good ones in which case they don't have that that many flushes that's what you really got to be thinking about and then you got to build your strategy kind of from there so anyway against that c bet uh on whatever flop what should the cutoff's general response look like against the button in that three bet pot Again, very similar to a single race pot, really quite ABC. We're only raising here about 13% of the time. And to be honest, after spending two hours in the solver today prepping for this podcast, the solver plays very differently to humans in three bet pots on these monotone boards. I would strongly recommend keeping your strategy nice and simple. You want to raise your strong hands and your strong draws. As mentioned, you can be a little more liberal when it comes to your strong hands. You can raise your sets and your you know top two pairs with King Jack on King Jack 5, etc. The only thing I will say is that when the SPR gets lower and the ranges become narrower, as already mentioned previously, we should be more willing to play for stacks than you might have already thought. So in a single race pot, you don't want to get it in on the flop with a set, but a three bet pot, and a, very much so in a four bet pot, you get to put it in a little more liberally, as we mentioned, with a hand like a set or maybe top two pair. I saw a wonderful example in the solver today, button three bet, cut off called, flop was jack 10, nine, heart, heart, heart. 
the cutoff is just ready to play for all with pocket nines on jack 10 nine heart 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 obviously you can never do that in a single race pot but that is a very extreme example and versus a human i would not be happy getting in with with, with a set of nines there but it's a really nice insight as to just how much more aggressive the solver wants to be with a medium strength hand like a set of nines on jack 10 nine heart 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 yeah so it sounds like more than likely our listeners are probably playing too tight versus C-Bet in that spot when it comes to raising, right? Because, I mean, I know myself, if I called a 3-Bet with King Jack versus the button, cutoff versus button, and the flop came like King Jack 5, I would probably not have check-raised that hand. I, I can't say for sure, but it sounds like we should at least be check-raising that hand sometimes, right? And, and it makes sense. I mean, you're going to get a lot of value from like one heart hands like mm-hmm. ace-queen. You're going to get value from like ace-king and like pocket aces, especially if they have a heart. So it really just does make sense. Like, let's start putting some money in. I mean, it does suck when they call and like the turns of heart. You kind of end up in a sticky spot, but it's honestly not that big of a deal. You you end up like probably check folding. Like it's not, it's yeah. honestly not that hard to play. So I think that's kind of a worrying about monsters under the bed example. You kind of just check raise because you have a good hand and a low SPR. Let's see a turn. Maybe it'll suck, but we're playing poker. We're not, we're not trying to avoid <laughs> tough decisions. That's not what poker's about. Poker's about maximizing your EV. Sometimes that's going to lead to getting into some tough spots, but that, that's what poker's all about. You got to end up in tough spots sometimes. You can't be afraid of them. 100%, and you just cross that bridge if you come to it. And on the flip side, sometimes you're going to have ace of hearts, queen of diamonds there, and you're going to raise, and the turn's going to be a heart. So it kind of works both ways. And just because, you know, the turn is a heart doesn't automatically mean you lose. You know, as Mike says, we're not scared of making a decision because there might be a bad turn card. You know, you've got to take each decision as it comes, and you've got to make the right choice without thinking about, oh, well, you know, I might. There might be a four flush on board, for example. So yeah, completely agree with that, Mike. Yeah, I almost feel like we could make a whole episode about like that logical fallacy that a lot of people have where they say they make a play to avoid mm-hmm. like a tough spot on a future street, which mm-hmm. not really a good reason to, to make a play, generally speaking, right? Like you like sometimes you gotta play poker and you might end up in a tough spot. I mean, it's it's hundred percent it's, it's a tough game sometimes. 100%. Yeah, I want to give a very quick shout out to a, a student of mine, Dan, who when he started working with me and my friend Simon, uh, we do coaching together. Um, he he would never value bet the river because he might get raised. And, you know, his win rate just skyrocketed when he started to go for thin value because, you know, say you've got like, you know, second pair and you want to block the river. For sure, you might get raised sometimes, but the other 98% of the time that you don't get raised, that's not enough of a reason for you to not bet the river, for example. And once this dude kind of worked that out, uh, win rate skyrocketed. So there are so many scenarios, as Mike said, and we could do hours and hours of, of content on this. You can't not do something for fear of something else happening, especially when that something else is an extremely, extremely low frequency. You know, there's lots of different examples that we can give you, but that's one that for sure springs to mind. Yeah, it would definitely be a little out of the scope of monotone boards, right? So I guess we should just move on. But hopefully you all don't mind our little tangent here. All right, so let's wrap it up with one more question for you, Gary. How does this advice for three bet pots change when you've re-raised from out of position now? So say cutoff raises you three bet from the small blind and the cutoff calls so now we don't have that advantage of position Mm -hmm. so it's actually really similarly to the above we've seen earlier you know ace king nine rainbow if you open in a single race pot you get to bet that really wide that sort of turns on its head on a monotone board but the three bet pots are played really quite similarly um to whether the board is rainbow or whether or not it's monotones so button versus cutoff we're still c-betting the same types of boards really wide and checking the same types of boards really wide whether they're monotone, flush draw, or rainbow, the same concept applies to when you're out of position as well. You want to see bet really infrequently on a board like 6-4-Deuce, all hearts, 8-5-3, all hearts, and you want to bet much more liberally on King-Jack-6 
ace queen five we've spoken a lot today about the nut advantage and you do lose the nut advantage on ace queen five for example but what is regarded as the nuts changes a bit in three bet pots compared to single raise pots where ranges are just so much wider in general so if we look at ace king seven all hearts we have less flushes than our opponent but given ranges are narrower and our opponent doesn't have that many flush combos anyway we start to take into account sets and two pairs as really strong hands obviously the small blind has way more of those than the cutoff or the button so we get to bet these boards really quite wide monotone boards are overall really hard to play and there are a fair few exceptions to the rule for example, today I found ace 10 deuce you want to bet really wide small blind versus cutoff in a three bet pot, but ace nine deuce is a range check. There will always be exceptions to the rule itself, and all you can do is build your strategy as simplified as possible, making it as easy as possible to follow while still being very effective when you implement it. Love it. Great way to wrap it up. So now you all know how to make more money with your strategy on monotone boards. If you enjoyed the episode, please consider giving it a rating, subscribing, share it with your friends, share it on social media, whatever you want to do to engage with it. We'd really appreciate it. It'll help us keep this thing going. We love seeing those listener numbers go up and it really motivates us to make these episodes more regularly and make them even better. If you want to follow Gary and I on social media, you can as well. I'm at mbradycf on Twitter. That's kind of the main one I use. Gary is at gazzyb1233 on Twitter. And he also uses Instagram gazzyb123 he posts a lot of great poker content on his stories and stuff like that little quizzes and updates about his sessions stuff like that it's really fun to follow along so i recommend going and checking that out if you're interested and then once again if you could rate the podcast like comment subscribe all that stuff we really appreciate it thanks so much for listening and we will see you in the next one